Hello, my friends. Katie Day with the Movement of Texas team. Today we are live in Dallas, Texas at the Tom Ferry Success Summit. If you've ever thought of the state of Massachusetts, there's probably only one agent and team you've thought of. Um, and that is Lisa Trinati. What's going on? Thanks. Not much. How about I, you? I told you that the other day when I like texted you, you're like, we don't service there. I was like, what? I don't understand. It's it's a bigger state than a lot of people think about. So okay. I live have, in Texas. <laughs> fair. We've got a good amount of it on lockdown, but still, All still right. a little room to go. Still a little more room for world domination. Absolutely. Anyways, so for the you know person living under the rock that doesn't know you, <laughs> who are you? How'd you get into real estate? Yeah. So my name is Lisa, obviously. <laughs> Uh, we live just outside of Boston, and that's where we sell, downtown Boston, all the way up to Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire, and out to about Worcester County, not out into the Berkshires. Uh, okay. It's a little bit of, little bit of a hike. Um, how I got into real estate? Kind of accidental. Um, okay. I was a stay-at-home mom and not really feeling fulfilled, so thought real estate was a great thing to do part-time yeah. nights and weekends. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. Yeah, a little bit. It's just a smidge, yeah. So this yeah. year we'll do, I don't know, it'll depend on how the market shakes out. My gut yeah. says somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200 transactions. Not not too shabby for the year. Not know? too bad, not too bad. Um, so there are so many things. Like I was thinking about this uh, when I texted you, and you're like, yeah, I think I have time, let's do this. I was like going through the different things I wanted to talk about. And like you're known in the Tom Ferry community for like so many different things. You know, like, you know how some people it's like, oh, yeah, he's the this guy or she's the that girl. Right. Like you, it's like, oh, well, like this time you talk about teams and this other time you talk about leadership. And then it was ISAs and then it was this and then it was that. I do think like operations are kind of like, you know, like the my jam, your jam or, you know, whatever. But like I don't I don't really know where I want to start. But um, I guess let's start with teams. Right. Okay. And so if you, if, if I'm an agent and I'm, you know, in, been in real estate for a little while, I've got more business than I can handle. That's normally what happens, right? And, you know, I want to start a team. What, what advice would you give me? I love this question. So it's like team building is probably my biggest passion yeah. out of all the things that I do. And one of the, it's also like the sexy thing within the industry, <laughs> right? Like video and team building. Yeah. Everybody thinks that you have to be this social media influencer and that you have to have this huge team. Which pause your thought a second. You've started to dig into the social media. So I'm going to hit you on that too, but continue. Okay. Social fair. media teams. Um, so from team building, I truly believe that before an agent should build a team, that they should max out their own personal production, right? You should be at the point where you've got a solid business that you're generating on your own. Okay. And I also believe that the first hire should never be a buyer agent. That's what I did. How did it work out? She actually, it worked out well, but it was a way more headache than I needed. Right. And for me, it didn't work out well. Yeah. Right. My first team that I started in 2017 <laughs> blew up massively yeah. um, because I made a lot of mistakes in that. Right. And with team building, I think one of the things that we always look at is how many units is the team selling? How much like GCI is the team producing? Yeah. And like that was the first question we talked about or the first stat that I gave yeah. to talk about my team. And the thing that we don't talk about enough with teams is how profitable are they? Thank you. Right? Like top is, line top line revenue is sexy though. It we is. Blank million GCI. Right. And but, then I paid out a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, if you're selling and making ten million dollars in revenue, but you're only taking home $500,000? Yeah. Is it worth it? That's scary. Is that a, is that a healthy business? 
right? You're probably not a healthy person. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Um, and so with that, like, I, I just believe that in, and if you don't have that cushion to ride it out yeah. from your own personal production at a certain level, you're going to play in danger zones. So you're a workhorse. So your idea of personal production and where it should be is probably a little bit different than the average agent. Maybe for maybe right. I my personal many, production. So how many was, how many sides did you do the year before? You were like, I need this. I'm going to have a breaking point soon, and I need people. So mine was 82. Yeah, mine was 78. So or 72. <laughs> so like, yeah, okay. But there's a skill set that comes with that, right? And like, how can you? Ex- one of my biggest things is agents always say, I'm going to start this team, and all my teams are my agents are going to sell 24 houses a year. And that's great. I love that. But how many actually do? Yeah. Right? And if you haven't done it and done not just that, but like the next level or the next level above that, how can you coach, guide, mentor, or expect somebody else to do that? What do you, because in theory, like the two, two deals a month, two deals a month, that's 24 a year. Like in theory, that's one every other week. Like it seems, it's like the sexy number that we always say, and that was forever my minimum standard. Our minimum standard has now changed, and I let my, I have a novel concept. I let my agents tell me their goals now. Okay. It's weird. It's funny and then how they're that really works. excited about them because they made them themselves. <laughs> right? It's weird. Yep. Um, and they might actually hit them? It's a leadership moment. You know, I, <laughs> I've, I've learned some in the past few years. But um, <laughs> where, where do you feel like, um, I guess, that minimum standard or what do you think is like a good benchmark for agents? Or do you think that it is just kind of like if you're contributing a culture, then that's cool to be an agent on the team. Yeah. So mine is kind of similar to yours. I want the agent to set the goals, but there's a number where it's profitable for the team exactly, and there's a number where it's not. Yeah. And this again goes to the whole team building thing. You've got to know your numbers, right? Because it's not, I could hire 24 agents, and yes, it doesn't cost me any real money, maybe, but the systems cost money, yes. right? The C on your CRM costs money. The time to manage them, sweat equity or check equity, yeah. right? That's still money that could be earned in different areas. Um, so for us, the number is really about eight is where we're break even. Ten is really where we start to see profit because nine is like... I don't know, when you're making like a thousand bucks, is that profit? Like Technically, but yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. <laughs> right. So for us, that number is really about 10 deals a year. But I saw a chart that you posted on Facebook um, of, you know, agents on the team versus agents not on the team. And like, you know, I mean, what's your age, average agent productivity right now? Like, uh, and I know you have you have more experience than the newer. So if you want to segment that, that's fine. Yeah. So it, it's actually a number that we track pretty closely, yeah. right? And one of um, our goals is always to say, can we ever get to per person productivity PPP of two? And we're not there. We took a slide back. Um, we had some retention issues last year. Did some course corrections, and we're in yeah. a really good spot with that right now. But it means that the team is a little bit newer. So our per-person productivity right now is sitting at 1.3. Okay. So the average agent on the team is doing 1.3 deals per month. Yeah. Or does that work out to, like, 16 deals a year? Yeah. yeah which yeah, is, yeah. I actually think, exactly what the graph actually showed. Funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> huh. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but in the first year, because I think I was looking at in the chart that you're talking about, it was like, what did the agent do in 2021? Yeah. And most of those weren't here for a whole 12 months yeah. to have that full 12 months. And then when we look at year to date, they're actually sitting at 16 year to date. Yeah. So they'll probably finish 
They're at 16 year to date. My 18, 19, 20, yeah, 20 yeah. somewhere in there. A lot of it's like, I'm sure just like your market, we kind of have some wonky stuff going on. And yeah. yeah, I'd love to take the numbers. I mean, and now we're in all, like further into the year than halfway. So I'd love to right. like double it. But I'm like, oh, I'll take double and then, you know, right. rain it back some. So um, what do you think, you keep saying numbers, numbers, numbers. Like if I'm just starting a team, right? And like, I want to offer all the systems in the world and I want to be, and I, I feel like a lot of times team, new team leaders come from a team or, you know, have, have been an agent for a while. So like they do have some systems where they're familiar with the systems, like, right. but it's expensive. Like yep. no one's going to come and start a team like yours today. Like that's just never, that's not going to happen unless they have like a trust fund or I don't know what. Right. So my long winded question is what would be like the, like, Clearly don't do it all today, but here are the things that you have to have in order to like know your numbers and, and or like these are the systems that you need to implement. Like I think there's two. A CRM, and I don't care what one it is, yeah. right? It's the the best one is the one that you're gonna use that you know and that you're gonna use. Yeah. Right. And you might not have to know it today, but you have to be able to know it yeah. in the short term. And the second would be financial tracking. Right. Yeah. The rest of it is just gravy. Yeah. Right? Like, do you need Dialers, no. Can you hand dial? Absolutely. Do you need like multiple CRMs? No, just one. Yeah. And something to track the money. Yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> but one of the things that we talked about earlier is I'm not a nonprofit, right? I yeah. am a for-profit company, and being able to track the money is yeah. the only way we are running for-profit. Yeah. No, that's for sure. What do you feel is your agent avatar today? You know. So it's actually really changed over the past couple of years. And there's some, right? I still love brand new, never sold a home, like super early getting in the industry. But that's really it. It's There's not an age. There's not a gender. There's not like a past experience or like you come from a certain area or you know a certain, like yeah. it really just is like, are you hungry? Are you humble? And you know, are you kind of okay with some wackiness because we're just kind of a little bit out there? Well, earlier you said that you guys aren't allowed to have unicycles or pogo sticks in the office. So I was going to make the comment of like, do you guys even have fun anymore? Is that like, oh yeah, we there's still, still fun? Oh, okay. we still have High fun. Yeah, 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 my new one. I have this, I don't even know where it came from. There's this game where you toss rubber chickens. So we have okay. like rubber chicken tossing contests yeah, okay. and that kind yeah, of stuff. No, that makes sense. Seems, seems legit, yeah. Totally. Um, I had a I had a legitimate question and then the rubber chickens kind of distracted me from that. So agent avatar. No, I, I think have you have you had a in-depth conversation with David Caldwell about the new agent risk experienced agent recruiting for teams? Oh no, I haven't. Mm, give that a whirl the next dinner that you okay. guys are at together. Because he's okay. he's um feeling pretty strongly about the when you coach with him some too, right? Like don't you I don't. talk to him some? No, okay. No, I don't coach with him. I talk to him here and there, but yeah. not. so next time you have a conversation with him where you have some time. Okay. Um, be like, hey, so my agent avatar lately is just new agents and it's great and we're, you know, and, and I think you guys will have a, a very lively conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't wait for this for you. Um, <laughs> I would agree, though. I think that, you know, we, we've started to go into some more experienced agents, um, but like the new agents, like I feel as if we have like a pretty good, like, these are the things you need to do to be successful. And if you do them, it's, you know, whatever. So if they're, if they're hum humble and hungry, like, I think we have the right framework for them. So. Yeah, I think there's positives and negatives on both sides, right? There's a yeah. heavy lift with the agent who's never sold a home, 
but there's a little bit of like changing bad habits and yeah. trying to, I don't know the exact right way to say it, but. It can be not PC. Okay. Like sometimes there's a reason that they weren't successful yeah. at another brokerage or team. And mm-hmm. I find that often those more experienced agents are chasing something that doesn't exist. I would agree. But I do find that like the six to 18 month monthers, you know, that have opened a lockbox, written a contract or two, like, and have the experience that just haven't had the direction. Cause like, I know that y'all are a huge hands-on training. I've seen your yep. training books and all that. And like what you do for, for your agents. And like, we've tried to model after that, you know, uh, basically everything you do, but um, the training <laughs> book specifically. But, um, you know, I think that sometimes it's like, they just didn't have the direction. Like the, the ABC Realty big box brokerages, like yep. training is just like, go make calls. Correct. But we're not going to tell you who to call or how to do it. Like, and the scripts are from 1980 and like they yep. don't have the hands-on training and like people go through our training program and maybe decide to not be on the team. And they're just like, wow, like, thank you for like actually going through all of these things that are super tactical and like can help me sell a house, you know? Yeah. That I agree with six to 18 months. Yes. Five years, different beast. No. And I think, yeah, it's definitely the culture and personality fit. That's like not quantifiable. It's just like the feel, right. Which, you know, um, we have similar personalities in that aspect. If you guys know either of us, you <laughs> now know what that means. Um, all right. Switching gears a little bit. Social media. Yeah. I, first of all, um, uh, have loved your videos. <laughs> yeah. Great. I, I'm not a fan of doing them, of watching them, of any all of it. All of the above. Yeah. It's a necessary evil. I had a little <laughs> bit of tough love from Byron and, uh, you know, it, my passion is on the business building side of yeah. things. And one of my biggest regrets, honestly, is ever putting my name on the company um, because I think it has forced me to continue to be a face and I don't feel like I should be the face of the company. I So it's been a bit of a, a, a switch to say that I do need to have a play in that and I do need to have a role in it. Um. Well, Byron's one that no wonder he's been giving you shit because he's like one that after last year was like we're going all in on short form video and like the amount of content that he's been putting out. Clearly, he has a media company, so like a little bit easier for him than the average Joe. But like I'm he's always an example I give of like, you know, he wasn't 100%. really doing a ton. At, like obviously he's doing all this podcast and all of the things, but like he went from like putting out his weekly content to like all in. Correct. And I mean, his TikTok is like gone off and just, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. But um I think you do a good job of highlighting, like, obviously the short form stuff you've been doing is like you, but I think you do a good job of highlighting your team and stuff like that. Yeah, I, we do. I, hands down, my marketing staff is great at that. The yeah. agents are good at it. The non-marketing staff is really good in participating in it as well. Um, I, I see everybody's point on it. I am going to continue to do more, um, begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you're doing it because I feel like there's not a ton of things that you do in your life begrudgingly. There might you be know? more than you think. Yeah, you know? <laughs> or maybe maybe you don't you don't do a lot that if you don't want to do it, you don't do it. That, that would be factual. <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel like, you know, it is important and I think that it's good for, you know, consumers. It's good for agents. And, you know, it, how do you get past the like, I know this is something that I should do or or the, I don't like this, but like, do you tell the agents that they should be putting out more content? Yeah. I mean, so yes, right. The comparison sometimes that I use is like, I don't do it to build business, but the agent yeah. should be doing it to build their business. Yeah. Right. But that being said, I love to win. 
right? And I do. Yeah. We all do, right? There's a reason we're in this business. And the reality is, if I know that I need to do it to win, to grow, to be bigger, to be better, to whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. The, it, Tom Ferry says, choose your hard, right? Do yeah. I want to be poor? Or do I want somebody to have a better business than me? Yeah. Or do I want to just sit in front of the camera for an hour and, hours, and do yeah. it? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, all right. If I were a brand new agent, just got my license and I'm like listening to this podcast and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, what would be like the top things that you think I should do in the next like month? So biggest regret for me was not joining a team. Okay. Um, and I, I know it, it can almost sound kind of biased since I'm a team leader, right? But I truly believe brand new agents belong on teams. The level of mentorship, the level of training, the skills and tools that an agent gets on a team can't be replaced anywhere else. Um, and I think it's the way to throw gasoline on a start in the real estate yeah. career. I think finding the foundation in the first 12 months is so important. And if you can't get a base in your business, it's going to be really difficult to move forward. So yeah. I'd interview teams to find a fit. Well, and so y'all are a pretty high accountability team, right? And like you guys have a lot of like trainings and things and all that. Um, I find that not every team's built equally, right? hundred um, percent. A lot of teams are more groups. So like, hey, we're a team, you know, we're the real estate, ABC real estate team. Right. But like, we don't really talk. We don't ever meet. Like, so what would be some questions that I should ask to like feel out from the recruiter or sales manager or team leader, whoever I'm talking to, to like know if you're like actually legit and like, like going to help me? Because everyone says they're going to help you. Right. Yeah. But like what what could be things for me to dig deeper? Well, so back it up even one more. And the first thing that I'd say is that not every team is going to be the right fit. Yeah. Like I believe that my team is phenomenal. I believe that my staff is amazing yeah. and that everybody who's there is like great. But we're not the right fit for everybody. Yeah. And it's conversely like they're also not not everybody's the right fit for us. Yeah. Right. So the first thing that I do is be clear on what you're looking for. Um, and there's pluses and minuses to small teams and there's pluses and minuses to big teams in all sorts of different levels. I was having a conversation with somebody over breakfast yesterday and I said, you know, in looking at like, why do agents join teams? I think agents need to be really clear on what they expect and what they're looking for. Like our two teams, you and I are very similar and we run things somewhat similarly, but we also have a lot that's, a, that's different, yeah. right? And somebody who's attracted to your team might not be attracted yeah. to my team. Yeah. Um, and so I think being clear on what you're looking for as an agent, what kind of business do you want, right? Yeah. How quickly do you want it to grow, right? And how do you want to grow it is yeah. like some of the first questions that I'd ask. Then secondarily, proof of success, right? I'd also say talk to some of the agents on the team. That's and huge. Ask the pros and cons because my agents will tell you that there are always pros and cons, yeah. right? Like they all Sometimes stay you'll get for, hit with a rubber chicken in the head when you're trying to make your phone calls, you know? Or a confetti cannon <laughs> or like, I mean, you never know, yeah. right? Um, but in accountability, like we're high on accountability, but yeah. that's not for everyone, yeah. right? And there's days when you're going to love us and days when you might hate us, but yeah. at the end, we're still really good at what we do. Yeah. We just did, uh, like agent interviews, you know? And so it was interesting. Cause like I, I 
get feedback from the agents and things like that. But like, I very rarely sit down and like do something like this with an agent to be like, why are you on the team? You yeah. know, and like kind of all that for, we've got a whole thing that we're working on. But um, every single one of them talked about accountability. So then after, like, then I was like, okay, so what does accountability mean to you? And it's interesting because now, like where before, and especially when we were smaller, I felt like it was me just coming down on you, coming down on you, coming down on you. Now it's like them at each other. Like yep. not in a mean way or not in a bad way, but like you book a vacation, but you haven't sold a house in, in a couple months. They're giving each other shit. They're like, well, Absolutely. your vacation is in September. Right. Um, we expect to see two contracts before September 1st. And they're like, well, you know, F you, I'm going to have three. And like, then it's like they're, they're setting these goals against each other and things yes. like that. And that's, that's what I really love is like seeing the competitive accountability yes. and like leadership come from different people on the team that you yep. didn't maybe necessarily think, you know, was going to, was going to happen. So, yep. um, it's interesting. It's fun to watch, yeah. but conversely, that's not for everyone. No. Right. Cause, cause you see the people that like that happens and like, they're like, <laughs> you can see the body they language. And the yeah. To, yep. Um, but yeah, that's what like, I always tell people that we're a high accountability team and like, you know, if you don't want to get called out on your shit and like, you probably don't want to be here. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, I know you're part of a mastermind group that you've had for a very long time. Um, tight crew, you know, and, and y'all are very committed to like showing up. Like, you know, I always see the pics on Instagram and like pretty much everyone's in their office or like they're there, like they're there and engaged. I, f I find the problem with mastermind groups is like, we all think it's a great idea. We're sitting around the table, you know, probably at the summit and everyone's a little drunk and they're like, we're, you know, let's, let's do this. What are some things that you feel, um, have led to y'all like being committed, having the same people showing up every week. Like obviously all of you are like super high performers and very like, you know, committed people. But like if I'm trying to find a mastermind group or create one, how do I get that, get everyone to be on that level? I love this one. <laughs> so we've all been there where we have masterminds that start and fall yeah. apart. I, there's some definite hallmarks to the one that has stayed together so long, the East Coast Mastermind. So f first is time zone, right? That yeah. We're all on the same time zone, so we tend to be in the same kind of groove of our day. Yeah. And so it's not like somebody needs to get up at 4 a.m. or somebody's yeah. like... Trying to go to bed or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the time zone part of it, I think, is one of the biggest hallmarks. The second is that we're all working on the same thing, right? Yeah. It's, and it's bigger than just we're all trying to build inside sales departments. We're all trying to recruit. It's more, we're all building businesses, yeah. right? And the businesses are all a little bit different. For sure. But we're kind of all following that same trajectory and we're all committed to growth. Um, and back to the accountability aspect of it, we all have a high level of accountability to yeah. ourselves and to each other, yeah. right? And I think that that's one of the biggest parts is... Um, that we know that if we don't show up, we're letting down the whole group. Yeah. Um, and then the friendship aspect of yeah. it, right? They're people. Like, they are. Yeah. No, and that's tough because it's like, I mean, you've been there, right? You've been like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in this group. And then you show up and, like, you're the only one there. Or, like, people show up late and you're like, well, what are we doing here? Or you they've know? not planned, yeah. right? There's no topics to discuss. Do you guys have, like, a cadence of topics? Or do you all have just, like, hey, you know, the day before the thing, we're texting and this is what we're going to talk about? Or what does that look like? It seems to be much at this point, just very organic. Like yeah. it's not planned at that level, but we all kind of are, our businesses are similar enough where we're all kind yeah. of experiencing the same thing, right? Like we're all heavy so you come lead with a challenge. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So if one of us is experiencing a drop in lead flow, 
We'll everyone probably is probably all experiencing yeah. it because everyone is right now. <laughs> Prime example. Yeah. Um, but then it's also, I think, being able to be vulnerable and talk about stuff, right? Yeah. Like when I shared those retention issues, right? There was a lot of vulnerability around, like, guys, like I'm having my worst year ever for retention. Yeah. And I know it's a leadership issue. I know it's, um, you know, a, a couple of different factors, yeah. but predominantly leadership from me that was factoring into this lack of retention. And so being able to be vulnerable and take their advice because they know me at a different level. Yeah. Um, and so the same things happen in ebb and flow as we all experience those challenges. Yeah. And it's just being able to mind share around that. And then sometimes other topics come up because of it. And yeah. somebody else says, oh, oh, yeah, I'm kind of experiencing this. And it, it's just, it's crazy how it's, evolved over the years. What do you think is the appropriate time, like as far as like 30 minutes a week, an hour a week, 15 minutes? We are 30 minutes once a week. It's in the calendar. Yep. Yep. Same Zoom link. It's all set to go. Yeah. We hop on and then at the end of 30 minutes, we're off. Yeah. And we've got a text group and we text all week yeah. and do that kind of stuff. Um, but 30 minutes once a week. Well, and it's probably just because I know pretty much everyone in the group, right? But I'm like, I feel like y'all's mastermind is one of the ones that's like the most consistent that I'm aware of. You know what I mean? I think it is. I, I can say that hands down. But I also follow every single one of you on Instagram and friends with every single one of you on Facebook. <laughs> so like, it's probably that too, just the algorithm. But, but um, it's been years. Yeah. And I think that often you'll see that if it makes it six months, you're lucky, right? And then if it's you, like a relationship. Facts. <laughs> Um, and then if it makes it a year, you're like, oh, that was a really good one, yeah. right? But then I find often it just kind of everyone kind of fizzles out. Yeah. Um, I think my other longest lasting one was 18 months. Yeah. We're talking about masterminds. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, and that's, I, I think for the people that are in your group, like you guys are all very, very driven individuals. So it's like, it's a good, it's a good marriage of real estate professional. Yeah. Well, and like some of us, like, I, so Tom and Byron are like my super high level accountability buddies. So in addition to the Thursday mastermind call, we're on the phone every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.15. Okay. Yeah. Doing a quick little, level, yeah. 15 minutes of high level accountability. I feel like the one word to describe the three of you is like accountability. Like yeah. just in everything. Yep. Because, like, Tom always posts his sweaty selfies. He's doing the 5 a.m. call thing in the morning. Right. He's posting his masterminds. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you feel or how do you feel? Like, so you, you mentioned leadership. So this, this came to mind. And, and I feel this sometimes because it's like, you know, we're here all week. Right. I know you speak at things. I know you do trainings. I know you bring people into your office to train. How do you balance that with, like, your family, your relationship? your leadership and like, I know you don't sell anymore, but like if you're a team leader or something that's still in production, like and selling and all of the things, like what's, it's difficult, right? Like, yeah. how do you try to find balance in all of that? Honestly, early on, I didn't. Yeah. Um, and my coach at that point, I remember one time I was on a family vacation and the fact that I went on the family vacation was huge, yeah. but I was physically on vacation, but not, but not really on vacation. And I will never, ever forget this moment in time. And there's a photograph of it that we were. <laughs> and yeah, you can't forget it because it's permanently it's etched like, into the yeah, yeah. It's like on my phone forever. Um, but we were sitting on a dock in 
Belize and I'm doing some work and my kids are getting ready to go snorkeling with my husband and my kids and myself. And I, my kids were like, are you going to put down your phone? I was like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I remember texting my coach at the point at that time. And I was like, am I making a mistake? Right. Am I going so far into work that I'm losing sight of everything yeah. else? And his response back to me was, Chinati, you're going to work harder than others will for three to five years so that you can live the life that others can't yeah. for the rest of your years. And you're going to give your, your family it, a, a life that they never dreamed of. Right. And there was a grind for five years yeah. to be able to get to the point where I can come here and know that the staff is handling things yeah. at home. And my kids now even kind of talk about how they understand that there now were that sacrifices. Older, yeah. Right. And they can look back and see it that, I never missed the big stuff, right? I never missed the final swim meets. I yeah. never missed, um, my youngest daughter had um, really bad scoliosis and her spine is fused. And I was able to take three months off of work to be by her side in the ICU and home yeah. while she was recovering. Um, a blessing that we wouldn't have had. Well, and yeah, if you were working a nine to five job, like you, like that wouldn't have happened ever. Right. right. Yeah. And the ability, like there was some financial stuff that, yeah. you know, the business enabled that it gave us options to be able to visit surgeons that weren't that covered weren't, by yeah. insurance and know that we weren't having to make decisions about like our child's health care. Just based on finances. Right. Yeah. And so were the sacrifices worth it? In my opinion, they were. And I, everybody has different feelings about it. Yeah. Right. And it's a... It's a hot button, but so the, there's a grind. Yeah. And then after that, it's just managing your calendar. Yeah. It's not in the calendar. It doesn't exist. It, yep. In the, um, on that same like topic or in the same, same thought, like I've, I've felt this, like we had a, a team mastermind a couple months back and like, you know how Tom always does like, okay, write down, you know, your net worth. And then what you want to in five years and 10 years and like, yep. you know, it takes you all you know, big picture of you and then brings you back down. And like, you're just writing down numbers with tons of zeros. You're like, I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing here, but like, do you ever feel, and I think it's a rat race because it's like, you know, oh man, Lisa did, you know, a thousand units. She did 1200 units. She did 1500. And so I'm like, Oh, well, you know, we did 200 units last year. Now I want to do four. Now I want to do six. Now I want to do eight. And like, you just add a zero, or you double it or you right. whatever. Do you ever feel like a, that there's a point that you're like, I'm happy with where I am and like, let's just coast? Or do you like, do you think you will always be in growth mode? That's a great question. Um, so I, I think I'll always be in growth mode. I don't know that I'll always be in growth mode at the level that we've been in growth yeah. mode. But I think if we ever stop growing, then I know that it's time to turn it over to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Um, because a, a healthy business is always growing, right? right. It doesn't need to grow at... <laughs> Hockey like, stick exponential. Right. Yeah. But it should always be growing, even if it's just 5% growth year over year, 10% growth. I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, but like, right, like in a normal healthy business, like yeah. that would still be normal healthy growth yeah. where a business is solid, Yeah. right? And when it starts to become stagnant, you yeah. know, the next step is going down. This is just like a personal coaching session for me now, in case you didn't know. So, you know, <laughs> it's cool. But, um, all right, I'm going to hit you with one last hard-hitting question. I hope okay. you're ready for it. Let's do it. If it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Oh, fuck. Easiest decision ever. Pizza and brownies all day, every day. I am a fat kid at heart. What, um, what kind of pizza? Just plain cheese. Not, 
white sauce, nothing fancy. Red, Red yeah. sauce, a really good Just crust, regular, yeah. and light on the cheese. A light cheese, okay. Yeah. Um, do you put any like Parmesan or pepper, red pepper? Nope. No, just I'm as cheese. basic as they come. I, okay. Um, I feel like I shouldn't agree with that. Um, <laughs> and then the brownies, are you an inner or are you an outer brownie? Oh, no, no. Outer. Okay. Yeah, you yep. got to have the crust. Yep. Yeah. But okay. still gooey on the inside. Bit, yeah. Yep. But the little hard parts on the outside are nice. 100%. Yeah. Okay. All right. Clearly, you have more and in common. And no, like, than... no, no nuts, no, nothing fancy. Well, tell you what, though. So the other day I bought the Ghirardelli... Ghirardelli, Ghirardelli, whatever, uh, like fudge brownies. Okay. Where they have like the stuff that you're supposed to mix in. Yeah. And so what I did is I poured all the batter in and then I put the fudge on it and then I like kind of used a, a, a. Oh, to swirl it? Yeah, a little swirl. Okay. And then I add a little bit of sea salt. Oh, and it was fancy. Fucking awesome. They okay. were really good. And my husband was really mad at me because I left, I like, ate one brownie that I left for the week. And so he had this big pan of brownies at the house. He ended up eating probably all of them. He said he threw them away. I don't think he did. Probably not. But, um, Did you ever see that old episode of Sex in the City where she had to then dump the dish soap over it? <laughs> I feel like that sometimes at restaurants. That's why I like, take my napkin <laughs> and throw it on the thing. Right. Like, I, I can't keep eating these. If it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. 100%. Um, if people don't already follow you on social, where's the best place for them to find you? Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Lisa Chinati, it's as easy as, like, as it comes. It is. Cool. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for uh, your time. Thanks for having me. This was fun.